With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. Back again after the international break with Paddy. I was here last night with Matt Hayes from the Last Word on Spurs podcast. But uh, I was going to say that doesn't count, but it does because Matt's a good guy. He's a good mate of mine. Um, but Paddy, delighted to have you back after the last, what, two weeks? Is it that long? <laughs> you've, been, you've been in Amsterdam and everything in that time. so. Um, uh, yeah, I kind of, kind of wish now at this stage that I hadn't, but I was. So uh, yeah, I'm still a little bit rattled after my weekend in Amsterdam. So I'm uh, trying to get myself back on the straight and narrow. Let's say. Yeah. Um. Two seconds there. My camera just died for whatever reason, and it could be different. Camera turned on. So uh, that's throwing me for a loop, everyone. Uh, there we go. We just moved that. Before before, before I forget, in and this is how bad I was. I don't even remember this happening. I got up on Monday morning in Amsterdam, and the guy that was with me said. Do you remember the fella last night, the Villa fan? And I was going, no. He just came and put a point in your head and said, thanks for all the podcasts. And for the life of me, he probably told me his name. But your man that was with me said, I'll be listening now when you're doing the preview for Spores. Be sure to say hello. So if it was you, thank you. And I'm sorry that I was so drunk that I forget them. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's that much out of the way. There I we go. I had spent the day in the, the Heineken Museum um, and those that had to work on Monday morning felt the need to give me all their free drinks when they were leaving. So we'd had a rare old session, basically free of charge in the Heineken Museum before we moved on to any other uh, <laughs> watering hole. So anyway, that's the story. And yeah. thank you to whoever that person was. And there's probably a drunken picture of this of the two of us somewhere because he told he told me that they, they he took the picture of the two of us so anyway that's my embarrassing story out of the way <laughs> there you go there you go um yeah uh it's yeah i didn't go to amsterdam unluckily unlucky for me um i stayed at home minded the fort uh that's what i did but uh it's uh, i'm looking forward to, to villa being back at the weekend though i can tell you that um, I'm, it's I tell you, after, after watching what I watched in Amsterdam, I cannot uh, wait to watch it again. Exactly what I was going to say. I was and, just about to say. Not I'm not only what I watched in Amsterdam, I watched plenty of international football, and it was just, it's just, I think it's dying. 
I think it's dead now. I just can't see how it's going to attract people to watch it anymore. Like all of them, I watched. I watched Northern Ireland beat Denmark. I watched Scotland play. I watched England play, and none of them got me off my seat. Like it's just nearly impossible to watch. It's, it's it, and and to be honest with you, it's probably where it's highlighted an awful lot. Where there's an argument to be made. There's too much football being played. Um, the players are playing too much. Like. I, I don't know and, and I don't know whether that's like that's not what I believe but that's the argument that's been made there's too much football being played um, you see it in international games some players go out and they're nowhere near as good for their international team as they are for their club team and uh, and yeah. maybe people can put two and two together and join the dots but um, it's an interesting argument and it's one that Jorgen Klopp makes and very seldom as I say that myself and Jorgen Klopp would have overlapping Venn diagrams and, and ideas and so on like that but um, yeah yeah uh, it's 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 an interesting one. Put it that way. It's just it's an it's an interesting one uh, to see what they do with with international football going forward. One good thing actually that happened during the last two weeks, Paddy. Before we get on to the Spurs game, is it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I took delivery of a beautiful, beautiful Villa jersey. And at the time, I thought it was, I thought maybe it might have been a score draw. <laughs> one. I thought it was like one of those. And it's this beauty. It's the, the uh, away kit or the third kit from 94, 96. And what was on the back of it when I got it? And this came actually, would you believe, I have an interesting story behind this. This came from Ukraine. I bought it on eBay from a lady from Ukraine. And she was looking for X amount for it. And I paid her, I paid her 30 quid more because she was selling a lot of stuff to get out of Ukraine, essentially. And on the back of it is Gustavo <laughs> number nine. And I didn't even know that. So I thought I was getting a score draw jersey and I ended up getting a real thing, absolute real, real thing, thing, with proper Premier League printing on the back of it and everything. And uh, yeah, I was the happy boy when I picked it up, when I came through the post, put it that way. So it's going up in the wall there soon. Um, well, actually, it won't. It'll probably go on me at some stage uh, because it it fits me. So it's, my, it's a lovely shirt. One of my favourite shorts, and it's unfortunately I haven't got the money to be framing them all. But there's, it's signed by Hugo Ekiog and Ian Taylor and Tommy Johnson and Gareth Farrelly. <laughs> that's whose name is on. The, that's whose name is on the back of it. Gareth Farrelly. There's not many of them around, but. Uh, yeah, so it's in the attic in one of those sealed vacuum bags and I really need to do something with those. Either give them a good home somewhere else or give them a good home on the wall here or rotate these Terry Keane behind me. <laughs> yeah, I've got two in the framers at the moment. My back round here is going to be revamped this morning a bit soon. Fingers crossed I have a couple of things coming. So a um, little bit Christmas came early for, for, uh, for Neil there about a week and a half ago. So hopefully... Uh, You'll see those up before Christmas. But anyway, six minutes in, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Spurs, Paddy. And, and, and this is a game I suppose I've been looking for. I was looking forward to it before, like about four or five weeks ago, because it would have been a real test of where we are, given yeah. the, the time that we've played in Newcastle, the time we've played Liverpool so far. 
we we failed to meet the mark, which is a, a fair assessment of both of those games. I think this one would be a an, another kind of test of where we are and, and and what's you know where this team is at specifically under Unai Emery. And then when you throw into the mix the fact they've had so many injuries, so many uh, um, suspensions, and uh, they're coming off the back of two defeats, this is one that Aston Villa can probably go into, an, uh, 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 even though it's an away game, and go, you know what, if we attack these people in the right way, we could have some really good joy in this game. Yeah, and look, you you had um, Matt on earlier. The, mm. the guys the guys on the last word on Spores asked me to record a, a voice note earlier for their podcast and what what I said to, what I said in that was what I'm going to say now is that my overriding fear here here is I remember when Ange Postacoglu took over at Celtic and Celtic had a few injuries and I was like oh I'm worried about this I think, I think the, the day I watched them they were down five or six players and they were playing hearts and hearts were playing quite well and he just brought five or six players in and they played exactly the same way with the same intensity and the same verve that that the first team did and and these were these were major first team players that were missing as it is with you know with with spores they're missing some really really big players so we still need to give them the utmost respect this is not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination like his, his motto is that they never stop Every player on that pitch, if, if you can't keep going for the length of time you're on that pitch, you're hooked in the story. That's what he expects, nothing else. That's what they're building up for all week is just in your face, running around like absolute March hares, getting getting the clothes or, or getting the um getting the high block. They're really, really hard to to play the ball out from the back against. So it's not going to be easy. He, that's that's his philosophy, and I expect it from whoever comes in. Albeit, we know that they're going to really struggle at centre half, and that's ultimately where we can get at them. I think, but I do worry when Ange Postecoglou is involved because he's a class manager, no matter where he's gone. You mentioned one or two things there, Paddy. It's difficult to play through them. Um, I I, I agree with that. Obviously, I think. I think the fact that look, it's going to be high bear, I would imagine it's going to be in there. Maybe Bentoncourt, but Bentoncourt's only had one game under his belt, really. Uh, and that was for Uruguay. I'd imagine it's going to be high bear that's going to be in beside Papa Sar, um, a player who I think an awful lot of. That might open up a few avenues through the middle. Obviously, their centre-half partnership, and their back four, I suppose, realistically, as, as a whole, is going to be completely different you know it looks like Emerson Royale to the left Pedro Porro to the right and and Davies and Dyer in the middle Um, I suppose the, the plus point for them is that Davies and Dyer both were at home uh, or was Ben Davies with, with Wales I think he might have been with Wales was he yeah. could have been um, could have been with Wales but either way you know there's there's avenues that Villa can attack there but one avenue that Villa can really attack with I think is with Mr. Torres our own Pau Torres because if people remember that massive that the, the, he can play a long ball like Mings, uh, like Mings can, and I think it's an underutilized weapon. And you know, against a lot of teams we've played against, we've been ball dominant. It's been difficult for us to do that. Um, we've done it in a couple of games. Douglas Louise is the same. Uh, Douglas Louise played a lovely ball. I think it was in preseason, wasn't it? Remember, we we were looking. at He played a beauty of a ball over. And I think he met Watkins in stride, and, and and he scored. Someone can keep me honest in that one. I, I can't fully remember what the goal was, but it's just so good. 
And I think with the high line as well, a lot of people are expecting us to to maybe try and play off the shoulder of players like that from from maybe a a Diaby pass or try and get down the side of, of of that defense. I think we might go route one, and I think that we might have some joy with this if they try and if they do try and press up. So we play out short from the back, Paddy, towards our center halves. Their whole team pr- pushes up, and we go over the top. Is it too simplistic to think that we could do that, given that Pau Torres, oh, I never shared up this, uh, Pau Torres, uh, oh, bear with me there two seconds, um, Villa Report shared this today, that Pau Torres is passing prowess, um, like pa- passes bypassing four plus defenders. He's in sixth in the league for those types of passes, a seventh in the league for total defenders bypassed, along with all the other great um, statistics he has there for passes forward under pressure and so on and so forth. I think we've a lot. What I'm getting at here is, I think we've a lot more weapons against a high line than we think. Yeah, <laughs> against the high line, as in yeah, yeah, yeah. For us, I, yeah. Th- I think we're better suited to play against the high line than we are against the mid block, and definitely better suited than we are against the low block. Well, we've got it. We've got incredible. Um, we've got incredible passers of the ball, both lo- both long range and short range, and and we're not used to giving the ball away, and if it, it it's the passing into the final third. That Pau Torres is just amazing. That he 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 can open up a defense simply by by one full back pushing on and creating the vacuum on the other side to give the space for for the other full back to, to to pick up the ball. How many times do we see that raking ball to Matt Cash standing on the periphery of the final third? It's absolutely a joy to watch, and we've so many players that can do it. Um, like Matt Cash has that that raking ball. Luca Dean has it if he needs it. Um, lesser extent, Konza. Lesser extent, Bubakar Kamara, but Douglas Louise is just capable of doing anything with the football these days. He's just absolutely incredible. But you have a point. I, I think I think with what they have a centre half, we could probably see Watkins and Diaby really play off the top two and 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 try and exploit them that way. That that's how I see us getting change rather than st- sticking that extra man up there. You know, it was interesting today looking looking at Jacob Ramsey doing all those turns today. He looks like a fella that's ready to go onto the pitch. Normally only see a guy running in a straight line. And uh, Jacob Ramsey was just amazing to watch. I'm not sure if we've lost Neil now, have we? We haven't. No, we haven't. Um, I agree. And that's actually, that was going to be my next point that I wanted to bring up as well, is that, you know, our whole left side has been reinforced with returners. Uh, in Alex Moreno and and, um, and Jacob Ramsey. And I think that's a massive plus point for us too, considering that, look, Pedro Porro is a, an exceedingly attacking right back. And when you're playing against a team that's going to be playing that high line, he will bite at the chance to go maybe four, five, six, seven yards higher. And when he does that, there is space. And when there is space, you know, obviously, if you have these guys, if you have a rotation system, is what I'm trying to get at here. We could start the left side and then we could completely change our left side. We could completely change our right side. And we, then we still have a substitution then for the middle anywhere if we need to. And I think that that's a beautiful thing that Villa have at the moment. The fact that we could bring in, and I know he's probably going to be injured. Diego Carlos is probably out for this game. But let's say he was fit. You could move Kanza to right, to, to right back. You could bring in a... Uh, a, a change of pace player for Bailey inside there, or maybe you start Bailey, or maybe bring Bailey in there, uh, should I say, as, as that change of pace player. You've Zaniolo on the other side, you've got uh, Moreno, you've got Jacob Ramsey. And I expect to see that utilised against this Spurs team, because another good uh, good way to play against the high line is to keep that defence turning, because there's no 
better way to tire out legs than having them turn and have, uh, having to get them to turn and to run all the time. It's exceedingly difficult to do that for 90 minutes of the game. It's, it's, it's a lot easier yeah. to, to pick your runs and move, move laterally and move forward. But if you're turning around the whole time, you're creating another variable. There's another area of friction. You're going to have people will fall. People will stumble. People will stop. The, will, will lose that first step or that second step. People will roll an ankle, things like that. And if you have that ability to be able to change both of those sides and attack, attack, attack down those wings against that high line, it's easier said than done. But it's in theory, it's a massive plus point having those guys back too. You got you got to remember that the the shoe can be very easily on the other foot, and they and their weapon is the man that regularly exploits a high line. And I can't help but think about the the time the ball went under the foot of Bjorn Engels a few years ago, and yes. in injury time when Hyunmin Sam went in and scored. And look, that that was the old Aston Villa, but unfortunately, it still hangs in the back of your mind that 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 opportunity is there. Um. He is a world class player and 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 could definitely, you know, punch our defense. I, I, I don't care what anyone says. How how good your defense is, the man is capable of any, of anything. But uh, that that is a concern on the opposite side of the stick. If they if they choose to play that that raking ball, um, I w- well, Konza I think is deceptively quick. But if he if he switched over to to Pau Torres, which you very likely do if they feel Pau Torres isn't as quick as Konza that he could play off his shoulder rather than play off the lift. Yeah, and that is true. Um, a question for you I would have, Paddy, and look, it's not likely that he's going to run out of steam, but I think Spurs, like, that's an area to feel that Spurs are thin on the ground in as well. You know, we've spoken about they're going to be missing Basuma, going to be missing Romero, they're going to be missing um, Van, de, Van, de, Van de Ven, um, they're going to be missing Udagi. They're going to be missing. Oh, he's back, I think. I think he's injured. I think he got injured. Um, Did he? That's what Matt said last night is that he's injured. Yeah, it doesn't look like he's going to make it. I um, thought I saw him training today somewhere. Yeah, but it doesn't look like he's got. Well, even if he does make it uh, at left back, I still think they'll probably play uh, Emerson Royale over there. Um, but it's like up top is, is lesser spoken about with the fact that Richarlison is injured. Madison is injured. Um, their front four is their front four, and for the life of me, I can't think of a of a of a massive substitution that they could bring off the bench. I could be wrong uh, because I'm drawing a blank here, but I can't think of a of a huge substitution they could bring off the bench to freshen it up up there. Um, no. So keeping them quiet early on. Yeah, I think Lascelles is the only one really that that could come off the bench. Uh, they they took they they brought on Gill as well or Hill or whatever. He probably startless also. I'd say instead of Madison that middle role. Um. Well, he he played Sar Basuma and Hoivier the last. Well, Basuma's so, gone. Basuma. Oh, yeah, yeah, I I would imagine it was Bentancourt. He looked he looked solid enough when he came on against Wolves, uh, in in a team that was wilting around them. Um. But like the. Brennan Johnson can hurt us. Kulisevsky, we've seen what he can do as well. There's yeah. still plenty there. It's just a question of have they got it in the tank to compete with us for 90 minutes? Right now, I'm saying the answer is no. I do I do believe we have enough now to go. I would have liked to see us play a full strength spores, but I'd just as much like to go and see us beat another strength spores as well. I'd, gra- I'd gladly take it with both hands and, and get, a, get a nice moral victory going into the two big ga- bigger games. Afterwards, 
Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think so too because that's the thing. That's we the do thing. have games coming up that we need to that, that we you know we need to get points on the board. Arsenal's going to be difficult. Man City's going to be difficult. Spurs are going to be difficult at the weekend. What we're doing here is we're spitballing not out of confidence but out of areas I think that we can point put in the plus bracket for Aston Villa Football Club. I suppose one of the things that one of the players they probably will have on the bench will be Alejo Velez, um, the Argentinian striker that came in from Rosario Central. Um, over the summer, very highly thought of, only 19 years of age, has three three appearances for Spurs, but scored 19 goals in, I think, just shy of 40 games for Rosario uh, at, at 18 years of age. So he's no more games. coming off the bench. Hmm? 63 games he played. Did he play 63 oh. games? You have yeah. a... I have it in front of me here. Yeah, is it? Um, <laughs> yeah. But still, that's a decent record for anyone who's 18, uh, you know, when he's scoring yeah. those goals. So it's somebody that's going to take marking as well if he does come on. Um, very highly thought of, you know, as I say. And Spurs went to get him early before other clubs went to get him. And, uh, it, you know, they very much see him for some somebody to come in and probably take the mantle from San to play up top. Yeah, and it's, and look, if if they go behind, it's, it's quite likely we'll see him come on and just give that raw burst of pace and 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 strength. Um, he he's 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 very highly thought of, and I think they got them for they got him for a steal in the end. Um, compared to how people were bigging him up at the time, mm. so he's there, albeit only three games for Spurs. I think I think most of them were in the I think he two uh, Carabao Cup games and one yeah. league game. I think. If, if memory serves me correct, um, David is asking is there about Telemans. Yeah, you were. I knew, I knew you were going to get to him at some stage. Um, well, well, look, we 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 spoke about all the, the great passers of the ball. He's probably one of the best or most underrated, anyway, um, of what he can do. Um, as you know, I've ordered that third strip with Telemans on the back. The, the guy has just really stoked my interest. It's just and I got Kanza. <laughs> you got Kanza, yeah. I got Kanza. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm really I'm I, look. I I think I think there will be many games for him in the future, and this this could be one of them. He's you. Go on. I think I think he plays the game, but where he plays depends on what Michael Huggins asked here. Is what's the news on McGinn? But McGinn taking a knock, and I think Tom Colomess. Uh, I, I can never pronounce his name. Can someone please put phonetically how to pronounce his name uh, in there? Um, he says that the it's it's very optimistic that he'll be playing on uh, on Sunday. That the, the the he's responding to treatment and the, it's only a knock and he should be available for Spurs on Sunday. Things are trending yeah. up in the right way. Um, yeah, so it's uh, I would love to see McGinn in there. Um, but the beauty, I suppose, the beauty of Jacob Ramsey coming back is that you know we've got another we've got another person to come in there. We've got another option a to play that box midfield. A different option. A different yeah. option, a ball carrier, you know, someone who'll take the ball into really prominent positions and lay it off and, and, and tends not to give the ball away stupidly as well. So it's just something differently different that we have the option having him in there. It, it excited me today seeing that he's back, not only on the grass, the way he was turning. The, that was the yeah. club telling us, telling us that he's ready. Whether he's ready to start, whether he's up to that fitness, I don't know, but he's definitely ready to play. Or he wouldn't be turning and twisting like that for anyone that's mm. ever had an injury. You don't turn and twist like that if you're if you're carrying something. And I think what that will do as well is it will freeze Zaniolo to go up top. That's my thoughts on it. Unai Emery has said previously Zaniolo's came. 
to England uh, has had the turmoil that he's had with regards to the to the um, to the stories back in Italy. And he also said that he he's had to do a job out in that left wing, and it's not the position they brought him into play. So more excitement yeah. than anything else, I would say here, and that I suppose also puts a little bit of a um, a, a spotlight on. Not the Argentinian John Duran, but John Duran himself to see if he can uh, make his way onto the bench. But um, you know, it does it does open up an awful lot of avenues for Aston Villa. Maybe it opens up avenues for Zaniolo to go to the le- go to the right hand side. Maybe it opens up. We bring in Zaniolo. We push the Abbey out into the right hand side. If we're bringing Bailey off, it keeps that that pace threatened that side. Zaniolo plays behind Watkins or maybe up top beside him as well. I just see that as a more natural position for him in the Premier League. And uh, once again, it's just an exciting thought, I think. And the reason I bring it up is because we talk about... I, I mentioned to Matt last night, or, or one of the phrases I said was, Aston Villa have had an incredibly stable team this year. And that's even with missing four first-team starters for the, for, the, for the year until now. So the fact that we're getting two of those first-team starters back is a real shot in the arm for us. At a time when we need it, coming into a period of lots of games, lots of tough games... And uh, a, a time whereby if we get a couple of the right results or even if we stop teams from getting results against us, could have a huge effect on the league at the end of the season. I personally think the month of December is really going to be a moving month for Aston Villa um, because of the teams we play and the points we're not expected to win against those. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we all feel that we can take points from those games, if that makes sense. And that starts this Sunday against Spurs, albeit in November. Yeah. And look, it's 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 actually an exciting run. You you don't you don't get through two months without having to play a couple of the big boys. You know, you have to play them twelve times a year or the perceived big boys. So to to go into that month, you know, with with obviously we've got uh, Legia Warsaw, then Bournemouth, then Man City, then Arsenal, and then you know we've a couple of nice fixtures in there. We've Burnley, we've Sheffield United. Memory escapes me. We've Mostar in there as well. So it's a busy month and a good month to have two fresh players coming back in because we're going to need to rotate because people are going to get tired no matter what way you look at it. It's the time of year for niggles as well. It's the time of year for, for watching those tight calves and tight hamstrings. Yeah. Um, training will be a lot more in the gym until the, the, the frost lifts a bit off the pitch every day. So, yeah, they'll, they'll be watching everybody over the next few weeks. And, and with a, you know, we've got three midweek games then in, a, in more or less in a row with, with the two European games and the Man City game on a Wednesday night. So is, there's a lot going on. And, uh, yeah, as, as I keep saying, just get us to January in this position. I'll be very, very happy. Exactly, exactly. And David Dwyer makes a, a huge point here as well. I think McGinn and I think Luis are on final yellows. Um, and Dean. Uh, Luca Dean as and well. And Luca Dean. Yeah, Luca Dean. Yeah. Well, I suppose... Look, I didn't think Luca McGinn Dean's was the other one. I thought it was someone else. Anyway, neither here nor there. Maybe this weekend is the is the game to pick up that yellow card. <laughs> well, that's that was the question I was going to ask because it was asked in, in the game. I'm not a fan... Well, I won't say I'm not a fan of tactical yellow cards, but... Um, Maybe I'll have to become a fan of tactical yellow cards if uh, if our freezer is going to start booking for what they've been booking for at certain parts of the season, but not every part of the season. And then Howard Webb comes out and says that he wants to ban the simulation of cards going up to referees like that, but they're supposed to be doing that at the start of the season anyway. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not a conversation that I think we should have, Paddy, because if we're 26 minutes into the podcast 
and uh, I need to get back to bed uh, because I'm still not feeling great. So that yeah. one we could stay here till we could stay here till the match kicks off talking about that one. But you know the the yellow card situation is something I think that we we do need to look at because um, it doesn't reset until game week 19. Um, so there's still a bit left to go there. Uh, yeah, that, and, and look, uh, we're not going to be the only ones to to be watching these these rack up. Well, they haven't been as consistent for some teams. Obviously, they've uh, they've let themselves down really. Because I I've, I have a video of uh, what's your man's name Almiron doing this in, into a referee's face and getting nothing. So they're they're totally inconsistent. So uh, mm. it's. Um, it's one of those ones. Look, I, I I remember being in a position where I was told to go out on the pitch and take a, a yellow card and take the ban. It happens if you've got if you got them uh, if you got them roiled up and you know the ten minutes to go and you're two 0 up, take the yellow card, take the week off the, the following yeah. week. That's what happens. And look, that's not shown disrespect to Bournemouth. I, I I do believe we have adequate backup. To take a Dougie Luis out of there for a week, to take Luca Dean out of there for a week, and still be ultra competitive in those positions, and that's where we're at now. This is why we've seen all the big boys do this for the last thirty years of the Premier League. It happens year in year out. We must stay yeah. humble. Yeah, no, absolutely, we must stay humble. We can try. We do get carried away from time to time, but we'll try and be humble. But let's not for, let's not forget. We're we're sitting in, in what could be a Champions League spot all going well at the end of this season, the fifth place. So we're right to be excited. We're right to be looking down on the teams that are below us. We've been talked about in some shit situations over the last seven or eight years. It's great not to be looking down and and, and worrying about what's going on below us. It's great it's great to be look not like can you imagine three years ago Everton getting that ten point deduction? We'd have been celebrating instead of commiserating with them. That's just the beauty of the position we're in now. So yeah. be thankful that we're we're up here and we'll try and stay humble, but we may as well, we may as well admit now that we're going to get very excited if the, if things keep going the way. Oh they yeah, are. and it's there's no point to like as I said, we will be humble, but when we win games, we will celebrate them like they're like you know it's going out of fashion. I think we should yeah. because there's no point no point being a fan and tempering excitement and tempering a celebration. But Michael is dead right. You can still celebrate and you can be excited, but you still have to show the utmost respect, I suppose, really, to 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 other teams and other friends and that get um, you know, we see an awful lot of it on Twitter whereby like you guys will know who've listened to the podcast. I can't stand the fake rivalries. Like I think the Villa Leeds thing, fake rivalry, Villa Newcastle, fake rivalry. Just it's 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 not for me. Um, that kind of stuff. Uh, but I'm not here to tell anybody else how to find. Um, but I will get excited if we beat Newcastle later on this season, or when we beat Newcastle later on this season, should I say. There's me after saying, stay humble, and I'm talking <laughs> about when we beat Newcastle uh, next season. Um, Paddy, I suppose now is really not the time, I think, but uh, we'll get, go through it in the team sheet tantrum, but um, it's going to be an interesting one, an interesting tantrum, I think, because we will have so many people who potentially could get the start. Um, and But I think the ultimately, knowing the Sultan of Unai, he's going to go with Tielemans in that left-sided role because it worked pretty well the last the when we've played it recently and and he's very much a kind of a guy that will probably stick with that I think um, for for the weekend and hold the guys that we've spoken about that are coming back from injury in reserve. Yeah, look, I 
<laughs> the reason we had these team sheet tantrums initially is because we didn't know what team was going to be available or what team they put out. Yeah. And and, and now it's an exciting time where where you're looking at what's he got, what's he going to do with 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 that player? How, how is that player in the system? Where does that player fit in? And it's amazing. It's great. It's great to be in this position that it's it's actually the excitement of an hour before kickoff when this drops. Um, the one question that I ask you, well, sometimes I forget, but I do ask you on, on the Team Sheet Tantrum is uh, which which one of these players comes into our team. And the reality of it is most of them are either injured or suspended, which is great, like, for us. So it's an, it's an yeah. opportunity. That's not that's not us being arrogant or, or, or being, like Michael is saying, let's not be Arsenal. That's the reality. We've, we've done so well. We've won all those games in a row at home. We, we've performed out of our skins all season. So we'd have to expect to go there and really put it up to whoever they put out at the weekend with all those injuries and suspensions. Could you imagine uh, Hyung Min San in this team? Could you imagine <laughs> Petty? Could you? I bloody love it. Or even a James Madison uh, in there playing playing in behind or beside Ali Watkins. Yeah, so there's a couple of people you could pick uh, that you could bring into this team uh, for sure. Um, but... But, well, yeah, but look, I, I'm very happy with who we have. In a, like, in a, in a back three, <laughs> he'd have to be. That's exactly yeah. it. You'd have to be. Yeah. Um, that's that's the way I would see it. And that's not denigrating Van der Ven. He's he was absolutely outstanding until he got injured. But uh, yeah. so of our two, uh, so of our guys, our guys have been outstanding yeah. too. You know, they just as, have, you, as you know, I was in Amsterdam at the weekend, and when I was Copus Mentis, all the Dutch people that I spoke to reckon he is the next Virgil Van Dijk. They reckon he's going to be better than Virgil van Dijk. They've yeah. huge aspirations for him being even bigger than Spurs. They're talking about him going to Real Madrid and Barcelona and all these places. So they they obviously have been following his career throughout. And uh, look, he got a, a nice baptism playing in the in the Bundesliga. So it'll be interesting to see how he pans out. But I think they've they've got a really really good player in their hands. But he won't be there on Sunday, thankfully. Yeah, and nor will nor will. Uh... The, the player who the player who I most think would be likely to ring up Vince McMahon and end up in WWE, Christian Romero won't be there either. Um, I think he could make a great wrestler. Um, and he's got a lot of finishing moves. He's he's tried out a lot of finishing moves on the football field over the last uh, two years since he's been in the Premier League as well. Um, but yeah, we will be back with a team sheet tantrum. Uh, we're really looking forward to this one. I'm a bit low energy today and I'm stumbling over my words, so I do apologize. What's new? I can hear you all say at the back. Um, but uh, we will be back with it with a team sheet tantrum. We will, will be on location for the team sheet tantrum on Sunday because the, okay. the Limerick the Limerick Lions and the Cork Lions are having their Christmas party and we're all going off to Cork for the day. So if you're in the Cork Lions or in the vicinity of, of, of Cork, drop me a message, I'll tell you where we'll be. And we'll have a good old day of it. So I'll be I'll be merry for the uh, team sheet tantrum. I might not make the aftermatch. We'll see. That's the job. I'll do it. Uh, that makes me think. No, maybe I sh maybe I should drop in and join the Connacht Lions in Tafts on Sunday. Maybe it's been a sure, while. Why not? It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, but listen, join us for the team sheet tantrum, and we will have a post match anyway afterwards, win, lose, or draw. And we'd love to see you there. Um, if you missed it last night, or if you missed Twitter, um, you can check it, check out on Twitter. We do have some hats for sale. So, um, if you guys want them, reason being is a lot of people have reached out via DM. Um, bucket hats, bobble hats, uh, right here beside me, we took a delivery of them. There's a couple of them uh, up on sale on our website for the love of pomegranate.com. 
and there's also some t-shirts from from uh, a drop ship company there as well um if you anybody wants one for their nearest and dearest at christmas time we've gotten a few dms um they're there and uh they're available for you guys to 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 buy on our website um also as well thank you very much to everybody at support social podcast network uh, as well um you know, there's a couple of things potentially in the pipeline with regards to regards to that coming. I, I I was reluctant enough to say it, but it's after coming out of my mouth just in case things don't happen um in the in the new year around March or April time uh, next year. So uh, keep an eye out for that. If you guys are thinking of unsubscribing, at least stay subscribed until March or April to see if these things come true. Because if they do, they'll be pretty cool. Um, that'd be nice, I suppose. More so, yeah. than pretty cool. Uh, and, and we'd love to have you guys along. Yeah, we do have a podcast booked in Birmingham, a live podcast. Uh, we can't yeah. confirm it just yet because we need to put some meat on the bones, but I am over next week for the Warsaw game and hopefully we'll uh, have everything firmed up by then and we can start uh, figuring out what we do with the podcast because <laughs> uh, yeah. we can't just come and look at our two mugs and listen to us yeah. talking, so we'll have to get exactly. try and get some special guests in for a chat. I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be no shortage, but... It's it's not easy to get someone to give up their their Friday or Saturday okay. to to come and uh, talk to Villa fans who are drunk in a, in a in a hostelry in in Birmingham. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out for sure. Anyway, uh, we're going to leave you at that. Uh, thanks very much. And for any of our American friends who are watching this, thank you for spending time on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. For any of the guys in in oh, well, in, yeah. in America, um, I'm off to watch some football. American football, that is. Uh, but I'll see you all again on Sunday at 12.50 for our Team Sheet Tantrum. But until then, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.